You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. As we continue to reflect on our budget speech that was delivered this afternoon, I'm joined on the line by the Commissioner at the South African Revenue Services, uh, that is Commissioner Edward Kiesvetter, to take a look at uh, some of the budget pronouncements and just reflections uh, from SARS's perspective. Uh, good evening, Commissioner. Thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, I suppose the obvious uh, starting point would be that the revenue revisions have been revised up over uh, the medium term as opposed to the midterm budget policy statement we saw in November. That revision up is to the tune of some 45.6 odd billion rand. Uh, Is that likely to be coming through from improvements uh, in collections, from uh, improvements on SARS's side? How was was that figure um, sort of arrived at? I know you and your team have been hard at work to improve collections and improve the systems at SARS. Thank you. So let me make three points about that quickly. The first is that ultimately revenue is revenue outcome is a function of what happens in the economy. If the economy improves better than what is currently penciled in in the assumptions, then that will have a positive impact on revenue, collections, and the 45 uh, billion rand that the minister have penciled in will be easily achievable. If the economy doesn't perform, and in fact, if we continue to struggle with ESCOM and with Transnet, and the other network economies, then even the 45 billion becomes a search. The second point I want to make is the 45 billion that is in the minister's medium term is not from efficiencies. It is actually from tax policy adjustments. Firstly, there is the sin taxes that the minister has increased for us sinners who tend to uh, have our drink of choice or Um, our path of choice, uh, they will be paying more. Secondly, the minister has not adjusted the income tax rates for individuals to compensate for inflation. So taxpayers, especially middle-class working people, will will feel a bit of that because they're not getting additional tax relief. And then over the outer years of the medium term, there is the global minimum tax that will also be included. And there, the minister has penciled in $8 billion in the outer year. And that's uh, simply, there are two uh, principles to bear in mind there. The first is that companies domiciled in South Africa who have operations abroad, there's issues of transfer pricing abuse and other areas of aggressive structuring that can, they can employ to reduce the effective tax rate to below the 27% uh, um, stated rate. Now, what global minimum tax does is it says that regardless of how much uh, you have reported as profit, uh, if your effective tax rate drops below 15%, there will be a top-up payment that you will pay. So if you have structured your way out of paying the statutory rate and you get to 15, 12%, for example, you will have to pay at least 15%. Well, what that does is it protects us against local companies who do aggressive tax planning to erode our local tax base. On the flip side, there are international companies domiciled in the USA or in Europe or elsewhere who are not physically present here, but who have economic activity in South Africa, 
Traditionally, they would only have been charged on the consumption taxes. They would not have paid any income tax. What the global minimum tax does now, what the, the inclusive framework now does, it also says once they've paid their minimum tax in their local jurisdiction, then the residual uh, profit is then taxed on a pro rata basis to their economic presence elsewhere in the world. So, for example, a Google or an Amazon.com, to the extent that they have economic presence in South Africa, they will allocate a portion of their profit to South Africa, and that portion of, of, of profit will be taxed. So that's where the $45 billion comes from. Our own conviction within SARS is that if we increase our administrative efficiency, such as we have in the last five years, then we should also continue to see a compliance dividend, such as we have already seen in the last five years. Commissioner, you touched on the the global uh, tax incentive or the the initiative that's been uh, the multinational uh, multinational corporations um, new initiative that's been signed off there. The minister in his speech mentioned that this proposed reform would yield an, only an additional 8 billion rand um, in 2026 and 2027. Uh, how how then do we reconcile that with, with the 45 billion um, point number one? And, and secondly, on the growth path that you outlined, you, you made it very clear that uh, your ability to collect tax is dependent on how strong the economy is, how the economy is growing and how the tax base is able to contribute towards that. Um, and to that, I want to get your thoughts on the forecast, the forecast of 1.6% over uh, averaging over the next three years. Is that not an overly optimistic forecast, given that tax buoyancy ratios currently sit at one, one to, uh, 1.1%? Look, I think let's just say that the tax buoyancy will be determined once the final year-on-year growth in the GDP is announced, and that will unfortunately be after the year end. So let's mm. not look at ratio now, uh, because ratio is just mathematics. Let's look at the fundamentals, the substantive issues. So firstly, um, you are quite right that the $8 billion that the minister uh, penciled in at the outer year comes from the corporate taxes. The balance will come from uh, the sustained higher levels of sin taxes, as well as the annuity effect or the compound effect of not adjusting for inflation the personal income tax. My point uh, also, to be clear, is not that tax collections is a reflection of what happens in the economy. My point is that the overall tax that is, 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 is finally in the fiscus, which consists of two components, it is the component that is voluntary paid, paid to SARS from taxpayers, but also the component that SARS, through its own efforts, recovers. So, for example, just this year, SARS has had to resolve over 2 million cases of outstanding debt. And you can understand that when taxpayers are struggling, then they reprioritize their spending and they don't dispute the debt, but we don't recover the debt unless we actually uh, either issue a final demand, follow it up with a third-party payment, uh, agency a payment, or we, we, we enter into a civil judgment 
We enter into settlements and compromises. And that administrative effort this year, year to date, has yielded 70 billion rand, which would not have been in the number the minister announced had SARS not focused on that. If you want to understand how efficiently we've done that, year on year, that has grown from 60 billion year to date to over 70 billion year to date. That's one area where administrative efficiencies compensate for a weak economy. Another area, and then I'll pause, is we have processed this year, year to date, almost 14 million returns from various tax funds through our data science, machine learning algorithms, artificial intelligence, we were able to detect 1.6 million of those returns that were incorrect. And we would have paid out a refund either because taxpayers failed to disclose accurately their income or their expenditure, or there is just a blatant attempt to defraud the fiscal. That piece of work using data science and then about 560 auditors who look at those returns, yielded in this current year 66 billion rand that would not have been here. It would have flown out in refunds. And then I can add just general compliance have yielded another 17 billion rand. Uh, our audits and investigative work have yielded 42 billion rand. So if you add up all these pockets of administrative, improving administrative efficiencies, then this year to date has yielded 210 billion of additional rands of revenue, which is a 26% year-on-year growth compared to last year. And very often, the modeling and the numbers don't bear the administrative effort out because it just looks at the net tax revenue. It doesn't look at what uh, is the source or the origin of that revenue. It also doesn't look at the gross revenue collection and therefore misses the fact that between gross and net, there is refunds, and this year we have seen an almost 12% year-on-year growth in refunds. So it's much more complex than just simplicity saying um, that taxes are down because corporate taxes, uh, and, and mainly from the mining sector, is uh, that's too simplistic to use that as an analysis of why tax revenues are down. Mm. I, I think it's it's definitely worth uh, commending the efforts that SARS has put in place, um, as you've highlighted them as well. I mean, no doubt these efforts are ongoing and aimed at ensuring that um, the most efficient uh, organization is built uh, possible. Um, Commissioner, before I let you go, uh, I want to get your thoughts on where we currently stand around debt servicing costs set to increase by f- some 15 uh, billion rand, pushing it above 350 uh, billion uh, from that perspective, uh, particularly when we look at that against uh, another figure of the 150 billion rand that we are uh, going to be taking out of our uh, contingency reserve fund uh, or drawing down from the contingency reserve fund as well. Obviously, these are not areas that uh, sit with you. I know the uh, Reserve Fund primarily sits with the Central Bank um, and these wouldn't be within uh, SARS's remit, but I'd like to get your thoughts around um, the the ongoing debt servicing costs continuously increasing at this stage um, and then, of course, drawing down into reserves that we haven't really identified how we're going to replenish. So, first of all, let me say just, if you just think about our own household management of our household expenses, any debt that you have is not 
servicing debt is the worst way of using the hard-earned cash that you have earned. Um, and if your debt is growing because you have bought a house or you have bought a, some productive asset, then it's great because that will also then give you income. If your debt is growing but your economy is not growing, that's bad news. And currently our challenge is that our debt is growing driven by having to support failing state-owned enterprises, for example, rather than using that debt to invest in infrastructure and an enabling environment to grow the economy. You cannot argue uh, the social expenditure because if we didn't pay the social grants, if we didn't provide hospitals and nurses and, 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 and teachers, that would have other consequences. Uh, so the issue, therefore, is not the size of the debt, but it is the efficient use of that debt. And if that debt just, if you're just using your credit card to pay your bonds, not clever. And so therefore, our big challenge is to use the debt that we raise more efficiently and effectively and to reduce a growing tax base because that will have enduring benefit both for the economy as well as for uh, the tax base going forward. Turning to, so, so generally, that, uh, if you're paying 20 cents on every rand that we have collected over to the bankers just to save off the wolves, you're not even uh, paying off the debt, you're just servicing the debt, uh, that's not sustainable. And the minister is committed to consolidating that over the long term, but in the short term, that is a challenge. What the minister has done this year in uh, consultation with Treasury and the Governor of the Reserve Bank is to say, can we minimize our borrowing by drawing down on, on, the, on, the, on the reserves of the central bank um, and then using that money to pay some of the most expensive debt and in that way, over time, lower our debt service costs. So that's really what the minister is doing. But one must understand the implication, there's no such thing as free money. So the way that money is raised is by taking the unrealized gains that the Reserve Bank over time accumulates by virtue of the uh, um, shift in prices of the exchange uh, 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 currency that it holds or movement in the gold uh, uh, stock that it holds. It sits on the balance sheet, but you have to sell those foreign currencies to realize the gain. Um, and in doing so, you also limit the liquidity of the bank. So it, it's a very complex instrument, um, which over time, uh, by the way, it's, it's an international best practice. Many companies do that to manage their debt service costs. The issue for us is that over time, unless we address the root cause of our fiscal challenge, which is a stagnating economy, failing SOEs, we're just moving, uh, kicking the can down the road. And one would hope that ultimately tough choices are made so that we can recover the economy. The economy grows, the tax base grows, the tax revenue grows, and over time you reduce your need to raise money uh, beyond uh, the money that you can raise through your taxes. Well, we'll leave it at that. Uh, thank you so much for those insights, Commissioner. That was Commissioner Edward Kiesvetter, who is uh, the SARS Commissioner, joining me to share some reflections on today's budget speech. 
You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.